Got your Bibles with you. Going to be in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Going to look at verses 7 to 16 of 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verses 7 to 16 of 1 Timothy 4. First Timothy 4, starting in verse 7, please hear this public reading of God's Word. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing you will save both yourself and your hearers. So just want to focus in on the second half of verse 7 and verse 15. Let me read the second half of verse 7 again. Rather train yourself for godliness. And verse 15, practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. I want us to think about growing in godliness, that all would see our progress. That's, that's the idea of what we're going to focus in on today. I read an article at, I think, the end of last year about this topic, and basically this article was getting at the idea that we as Christians should be resolved to be more godly at the end of 2021 than we were at the end of 2020. That's the idea of this article. And in that article, he says, In other words, decide now what changes you need to make to grow spiritually in 2021 and what will that look like. So we need to decide what changes we need to make to grow in godliness. And he gives five things that he thinks will help us grow in godliness. Now, before I get to those five things, I want us to think about godliness for a second and and training ourselves for godliness. We need to remember that godliness does not happen automatically. It requires training. And I'm going to mention Josh Chronic. Now, he, he's escaped the room. I talked to him out there. I said, I'm going to mention you. And he said, well, I'm over here doing security. So he's not, he's not here. But Josh Chronic has a lot of physical muscles. You, you can see that on him. It's very easy to spot those physical muscles on Josh. And the question is, how did he get those physical muscles? Well, he didn't get those physical muscles by sitting on the couch and being lazy. No, he put in energy and effort, blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, I've heard stories about him outside, I think, with the huge tire. He's flipping it over. He's got a sledgehammer. I think he passed out. You can talk to him to verify. I think he passed out in his training at at one time at their house. Blood, sweat, and tears. He pours into his training to get physical muscles. Well, in the same way, we have spiritual muscles that require training. We must put forth energy and effort to build our spiritual muscles. One commentator said, instead of wasting time, Christians must exercise themselves unto godliness. And J.I. Packer says, souls that cultivate passivity do not thrive, but waste away. So here's the question for our time of confession would be, are we training ourselves for godliness or have we been lazy? Have we been passive spiritually? That's the idea to think on. Now, one bonus point before I get to this guy's five things that will help us grow. Here's, here's my bonus point that I have to throw in here. here here's the quote. 
from, from an author who says, if God's glory is the ultimate aim of all Christian living, which it is, God's glory is the aim of all Christian living. That's the aim. Now, the question would be, what is going to fuel a life lived to God's glory? What's going to be the fuel that fuels us to live a life for God's glory? He answers, God's love for sinners in Christ is its sustaining power. So God's love for sinners, that's going to fuel our life lived for God's glory. And I love Philippians 3.12 on this. Paul says, not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Why does he press on to make it his own? Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. So Christ Jesus has snatched us up, made us his own at great cost to himself, has redeemed us, ransomed us, and that is the fuel. That's what motivates us, pushes us out to live a life of godliness. So we've got to soak deep into the gospel if we want to grow in godliness this year. That's, that's my bonus point. Now here's his list of five things. Number one, which you would probably guess this Bible reading, he says, for 2021, I encourage you to consider an actionable game plan to ensure that you'll read God's Word regularly. This could be using a Bible reading plan or picking one book of the Bible and spending several months studying it along with study Bibles and commentaries. We have a Bible reading plan. We used to have it up here. We may have some in the back. If you don't have a Bible reading plan, I would encourage you to grab one of these Bible reading plans. And like Mark, I think you said, we can just, you can just start on tomorrow's date, February 8th, and just start there and just go. But the, the key is we've we got to have a Bible reading plan in place or something that will, a habit built for us to read the Bible regularly. Jerry Bridges says we must all arrange our schedules to provide for this daily intake of the Word of God. There, there's, no, there's not going to be any long-term growth in godliness. I think this is another Bridges quote. Haley and Grant Crane can verify this too later. There's no long-term growth in godliness without a regular intake of the Word of God. We've got to have the Word of God. Number two, he says prayer. And the idea on this one is that we need, he says, a more vibrant prayer life is needed for continual spiritual growth. So I would just say maybe just pick one area of prayer that we want to maybe grow in this year. Maybe we want to grow in praying more thankful prayers this year. We're going to focus in on that. Or maybe we want to grow in just praying throughout the day. I love what Spurgeon says. I always feel it well just to put a few words of prayer between everything I do. I mean, what a great way to think about it. Just everything during the day as you're changing things, just pray to God. What a privilege it is to pray. Or maybe we want to focus in on just carving out a few minutes every day, and we're going to pray over those five minutes. We're going to pray for our own spiritual growth, for others, for conversions. So prayer. Prayer really ties into all five of these things. Number three, church attendance. I 100% understand that many of us will stay home to practice safety. If you don't feel comfortable leaving your home, please don't feel compelled to leave. I encourage you to block your schedule on Sundays to gather with God's people, either in person or digitally. This is absolutely, utterly essential to gather either in person or digitally. I mean, praise God, we have the live stream going right now. We missed like three Sundays in a row. We had the live stream. It was incredible. I almost put a picture in the group me. Our son Michael was having his snack at his little table. He's watching Uncle Mark. He's he, Uncle Mark, he's saying. Now, he, he lasted maybe five or ten minutes with Mark, but he was at least there for a while. He even was into Ian singing. He was doing this like with, with Ian at one point. I mean, it's great. The live stream is fantastic. So we got we got to make time to gather in person or digitally because it is absolutely, utterly essential for our long-term growth in godliness. And number four, I love this one. He says, reading Christian books. One of the primary ways I grow as a Christian is through reading Christian books. I would be a million miles further behind if it weren't for the writings of men and women who build my faith. I would just say, amen, amen, amen to that. I mean, everybody in here could say this about various books. I was thinking The Holiness of God by Sproul. Many in here have read this book. And I know that this book has changed your life if you've read this book, specifically chapter 6. So if you've never read Holiness of God, I would say get that book and, and read that book. Or, or think about Christian biographies. I think about men and women who you read about their stories and they, their lives grip you so much that you are a different person because you've, you've read about them. So here's what I would say on this. And I would push this pretty strongly, as strong as I can. I would say whether you're a reader or you're not a reader, I would say carve out 15 minutes, just 15 minutes 
It's a low bar, 15 minutes. Everybody in this room has 15 minutes to spare. I, I guarantee it. Even the busiest mom in here, I would say, if you, you're a busy mom, I would say, go to your husband after dinner and say, please take the kids. I need 15 minutes. They will give you 15 minutes. So take 15 minutes, just 15 minutes. Now, if you're reading the Bible already, here, here's what I would say. If you're reading the Bible already, finish reading the Bible. You've already got the habit in place. Then grab a Christian book. You're, you're already there. Grab a Christian book and just spend 15 minutes. And here's the thing. If you just read for 15 minutes, it is amazing what kind of ground we can cover in just 15 minutes a day. You'll, you'll find in four weeks, you know, I've made so much progress in this book. In a month or two, three months, you finished a book. I mean, oh, I would just push us big time that we would be committed to reading good, substantial Christian books just 15 minutes a day. And you'll be amazed at the growth that will happen because of that. Number five, he says, focus in on one particular besetting sin. Consider one. Ask God to help you kill this sin. For example, if you struggle with unrighteous anger, Read a book on the subject and tell other Christian friends to pray and see what happens. So take one sin that we're struggling with, focus in on it. Or I would just add, maybe it's an area of weakness in our life. Maybe it's evangelism. Maybe it's prayer, like I said earlier. So say it's prayer. We, we research and find out good recommended books on prayer. We decide we're going to read several books on prayer. We're going to commit to growing in prayer. Maybe we just focus in and soak on various passages on prayer. Maybe Jesus, where he, where he says, if you then are evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more will the Heavenly Father give good gifts? And we soak on these passages on prayer, and we just seek to make progress in those areas. So the question is, are we training ourselves to be godly, or is there laziness that we need to confess? I'll give you a few moments to pray silently. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we think about this topic of growing in godliness, training ourselves to be godly, Father, help us to remember the words of Jesus who said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So, Father, I pray that we would train ourselves to be godly, but help us to remember not to go in our own strength. Help us to lean into your grace and to the Lord Jesus' strength and his enabling grace as we even begin this topic. Help us to remember that apart from Christ, we cannot do anything but Father, I would confess that, that all of us, I think, there is laziness in our lives spiritually. There is passivity when it comes to spiritual things, so forgive us for being lazy when it comes to training ourselves to be godly. Father, I pray that we would commit to, to growing in Christ's likeness, and I pray that we would remember the gospel, that we would remember uh, your love for us in Christ, and we would soak in the gospel, and that would motivate us out to, to run hard, to run with endurance the race set before us. Father, I pray that we would, we would love the Word and we'd make time for the Word and we, we'd get a plan in place to study Your Word every day. And Father, I pray that we would make progress in prayer and we'd grow in just praying more thankful prayers and You'd open up our eyes to Your goodness and mercy that is there every day and help us just to pray between tasks, as Spurgeon said, or help us to carve out some extra time to, to pray. And Father, I pray that we would prioritize the, the weekly gathering with Your people, either in person or digitally. Father, help us to Commit to, to gathering because it's so essential. And I pray, Father, that, that we would commit to reading, to reading substantial Christian books. Father, we're, we're so thankful for the wealth of books that we have. And I pray that we would just begin to, to read just 15 minutes a day. Father, help us to do that, to build that habit. Um, so I, I just pray that we would commit to that 
Father, and help us, Father, to focus in on one area of sin or an area of weakness in our life and, and help us to make progress in that area. Father, as, even now as we, we sing, I pray that you'd be honored by our worship. And Father, we pray for Greg, who's getting ready to open your word to us. Uh, help him to remember all he has prepared and help us to be attentive to the preaching of your word and help us to be able to apply your word to our lives. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.